very much. Um, part of me is like, I don't even need to go up here. I don't have anything written down. So, um, you know, uh, Christmas Eve, I, di I didn't do any announcements. So let me do some announcements. Uh, Christmas Eve, we will have worship here at 5 o'clock. Uh, probably be a 45-minute service. And so I want to invite everyone to uh, come. Uh, we will have everything salted and iced, and I mean, not iced, uh, salted and shoveled out uh, in case there's any snow or ice. So we'll make it uh, safe to be here. And uh, I'm so excited to uh, celebrate Christmas Eve with my uh, Mainland Memorial family uh, for the first time. And uh, I hope you can be there. Uh, you know, pretty much we're just all going to sing carols together. And uh, we're going to do communion together. We're going to hold candles and um, uh, remember that, that God is with us. And look, it's a short service. And I think that culturally, even for people who are uh, unchurched or not particularly religious, I think that you know, something like that, that kind of service, isn't a huge stretch, right? Like it... It's something that kind of resonates with, with even uh, unchurched Americans. And so uh, if you have any friends who are, who are not just, you know, super religious people, super churched, churchy people, uh, this might be a great thing to invite that kind of a friend to uh, because uh, you just never know, you know, uh, this, this might strike them as a nice way to, to celebrate Christmas Eve. So invite your friends. Christmas morning, we will be here. We will worship the Lord on you know, one of the holiest days of the, of the calendar year. Uh, we're not going to have a Sunday school or Bible study that morning, uh, but we will have a worship service. We're just going to go down in the fellowship hall, and uh, we'll just sing some carols together with guitars and uh, have a short message. Kids, wear your Christmas pajamas to church that day. We'll have muffins and orange juice and coffee. Uh, so it'll be just a really great time together. So... I invite all of you to come and, and be with us on Christmas Eve and on Christmas morning. So what I want to do now is I just want to give you like the front row seat to my morning. <laughs> and uh, hopefully this doesn't kind of put, you know, put too much undue attention on me. But um, so when I woke up this morning, my understanding of, of life was that we were about to have a cantata at church. And uh, the choir was going to um, uh, sing all these beautiful songs for us. And I prepared this really great little five-minute vignette about, you know, how God sings over us through choral music and how choirs are in the Bible. And Jesus listened to choirs when He went to synagogue on Saturdays. And uh, listening to choral music... Uh, literally, they, you know, scientists have found that listening to choral music actually like gives you peace. It actually calms you down if you're stressed out. And it was going to be so great. And I got an email from one of our choir members saying, I won't be there. And I already knew that someone else wasn't going to be there. And then at uh, 9.30 or something, yeah, 9.30, which is an hour and a half ago, two hours ago, uh, Greg called me and said, uh, I think we have to cancel the cantata because, uh, you know, half the choir, lo and behold, uh, was, was at home testing positive for COVID um, and, and out sick. And, uh, and we, don't, we didn't know who, you know, was, was just pre-symptomatic. 
So, uh, and then, you know, uh, so, so I said, you know, I, I think that's right. Like we've got to, we got to protect people and uh, we don't want to put uh, expectations on people. Um, and so we want to take care of it. So let's just cancel the cantata. And so as, you know, uh, I kind of announced that to the people who are here, there are people here at 930. Uh, and I tell those people and, and uh, they start getting kind of, oh, you know, where's the mask? And someone says, have you, have you disinfected the sanctuary? I'm like, no, I just found this out three minutes ago. Um, and so people are like, you know, looking for masks like it's an airplane that's, you know, going down. Um, and, uh, and, and like finding the disinfectant and what can you even, I mean, these beautiful pews, like you don't want to put the wrong chemical on these pews and, oh my goodness. So I'm on the phone with the custodian and, and, uh, we're just, we're just pivoting and pivoting. And, you know, some people are saying we should just cancel the whole thing. We should just, we should just ax the whole thing. And, um, so I, I, I didn't really want to do that, you know? Uh, and so I just, I just stopped and I said, I need a minute. And I went into my office and I shut the doors and I sat down and I closed my eyes and I just breathed. I just breathed. So, um, let me read for you this really wonderful Psalm. I mean, this is a really kind of go-to psalm for me. This comes from the 46th Psalm. It says this, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. The holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fail. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts His voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. And that is the Christmas message, right? God is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire, be still. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Thanks be to God for that very, very wonderful, sustaining word. So I did that. You know, I, I, I got real still in the presence of the Lord. And um, there was, there was a, a part of me that wanted to, um, 
you know, I could really, I could really sense a lot of anxiety uh, in, in the building. And so uh, there was a part of me that said, okay, uh, this is what we should do. We should, uh, we should just nix the whole thing. And, um, but after, after getting real quiet and still, I realized uh, that if I made that decision, if I did that, um, I would be doing that to try and make certain people feel better and not because I felt like that's what was going to keep people safe. Not because I felt like that's what uh, the Spirit was leading us to do. Um, and so we talked about it some more, and um, we decided, okay, well, let's just do an adapted service. We'll have some congregational singing. Uh, we'll just, you know, that's an easy thing to throw in there. Let's sing some hymns. But we talked about it some more. We talked about it some more, and uh, and and ultimately we decided that uh, that might just generate some more uh, uncomfortable feelings for people in the in the congregation, and it might not be a safe thing to do. So let's just err on the side of the congregation on on, on the side of caution. It's okay. It's okay. We don't have to sing even any hymns on just this one Sunday this year. It's okay. Okay, and so ultimately we decided let's let's just do a service of prayers and a, and a brief word and and uh, we'll worship in that way and that'll be that and we can put this on YouTube for people who need to be home uh, in the safety of their homes and who are sick and in life we cannot just react we cannot just react to what comes to us. Whatever storms arise, whatever waves are hitting us, we cannot just react. When we react to crises, to things that happen to us, we end up absorbing the anxiety of the people around us. We end up absorbing the anxiety of the situation and we fall victim to it and we make incorrect decisions. And I'm not saying that I, we did everything exactly right this morning. I, I don't intend to, to suggest that. But what I know is that we have to stop and get still. As Psalm 46 says, there's like this humongous power in this universe. Okay? It's called the Creator. It's called God. It's, you know... Um, it's the Lord our God. And that and our God grounds us and gives us peace and protects us and, and takes care of us. But if we're just reacting all the time, we're just going with the feeling of the room and, and just doing what we think is best, and we don't stop and be still and tap into that spirit, tap into the presence of the Almighty God. We end up reacting to the, the crises of our life. And we oftentimes make poor decisions. We oftentimes make our bad situations worse. And we've seen a lot of that in the last few years. We've seen a lot of people react uh, from a place of anxiety, uh, freaking out because they're no longer in control, right? The psalmist says, be still 
No. Remember that God is God. And I am not. You are not. Today for me was a wonderful and beautiful reminder that I am not in control. I am not in the driver's seat. And um, I have to let go of this sense of control. I heard this really wonderful quote this week that um, the only things we finally give away to God, they always have claw marks on them. It's not an easy thing to do to give away control. It's not an easy thing to do. But that is precisely the task of Christian discipleship, of faith. Give away control, to throw up our hands and surrender, to surf the waves with grace that life throws our way. So my invitation to you this morning is this. In your moments of conflict in your family, in your moments of conflict in your life, when you get a flat tire on the side of the road, whatever happens, whatever crisis happens to you, step away and take a minute to be still and breathe. And breathe. Okay? That is prayer. We, we think about talking when we think about prayer. But, it's, but the, real, the, the more important prayer is the silence, the listening, the grounding yourself in the Holy Spirit. That's my invitation to you. Let's, in that spirit, let's go to a time of prayer together. Loving God, we just breathe deep. We just inhale Your goodness. We remember that... Um, so many of the things that we think are so big and so important and so catastrophic are really just small in the grand scheme of things. We're all just like grains of sand on the beach. We're all just vapors of mist that appear for a little while and then vanish away. In a few generations, all of us will be forgotten. But You, O oh Lord, You are eternal and good. Um, you are just the rock underneath our feet. You are our fortress. Lord, we just put our trust in You. And we commit to follow the path of Jesus this week who did that very thing in his life, who gave control up and surrendered himself to you. We pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our coming King. Amen. Peace. I don't quote John Lennon very much. But he did write a particularly poignant set of words when he wrote a song about the birth of his son, Julian, 
And the line says, life's what happens while you're making other plans. Well, I sure had other plans for this morning's service, but life intervened. So, my friends, I invite you to stand and receive the peace that passes all understanding, the stillness and the quietness and the settledness of God this week, especially when life intervenes. Amen.